Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. What's up, what's up, what's up? So, for those people who don't know, we, uh, I guess you would say the majority of our time on here on Earth, we've been invested in filmmaking. Yes. And maybe over the the last couple of years, I think we kind of, we tail end of just like, eh, it can chill for right now. Cool. I think a lot of things just kind of came up. You know, we talked about before, like, I, I think I st- started focusing more on music yeah. and my kitties, and Dump was focusing more on, like, stop touching himself all the time, but yeah. it's just, it kind of, you know, things got in the way and we didn't really do it. Now we're more, we're more of, like, trying to get back into the groove of it. Yes. But I was wondering, like, we always have these good ideas, mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes, yeah, it's like playing off of other ideas, but, like, if you could go back. And take any one story, movie idea, whatever, okay, and make that movie. What would it be? Like one that I came up with, like the um, the new movie about the Beatles, mm-hmm. like never existing. Oh yeah, you know, like the guy remembers everything, so he's like, oh, whatever, blah blah. blah. What if in some weird, weird thing you woke up and like huh. your favorite movie or whatever movie? It doesn't even have to be your favorite. Just like. Oh, I would like love to. Like, what's an interesting that. idea that you would wish you'd made? Yeah, what would be one where you're like, yeah, I'm gonna make that. Honestly, it'd probably be something a little bit more out there. Probably something more like a hereditary, or maybe, maybe like a It Follows, something like that. Something where it's like it's still in the realm of like horror, but it's something that's kind of like it's still it sounds out there when you put it on yeah. paper. But like when it when you when you watch those movies, you're like, yeah, this is done really well. What, what about you? What would you? What, what what story would you take from the? I think I'd want to make something like a taxi driver, oh, or like okay. a Shining, yeah, or, or even or e- or even like a Titanic. Ugh. Being that if we were in that that realm where that stuff never existed, and I made that movie, and people would be like, "Whoa, this movie's amazing!" Oh, give it all this praise, and then it would launch me so I could do whatever. That's true, I like, guess. Well, this guy fucking made Titanic? Yeah. Of course I'm going to watch this movie about, like, some weird trans-dimensional beings that are here on this Earth. But is it our Earth? Oh, no, because Africa doesn't look like our Africa. Oh, strange. And they're like, damn, this guy... <laughs> and it's like 10 years later, it's like, wow, his career really fell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's actually, that's a really good question because it's like, yeah, what, like, what do you do? Because it's like, yeah, do you, would you want, want to be known for being like, oh yeah, look at what I made. I made this. Or it's like, yeah, would you make something that it's like, where it's more artistic, where it's like, you know that like, yeah, maybe not everyone sees it, but like, it still gets praise. People still are like, oh yeah, we love it. I mean, I guess it depends on like, yeah, where, like exactly what you said, like where you want to leave your mark. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. That's a, that's a pretty good idea because then it's like, ooh, maybe I, I'd make like a, if we're going like way back, maybe like if Casablanca was never made. I think that's the route I would go with just because like then I could do my weird robot sci-fi yeah. movie. Then I could do my 
my funny buddy comedy movie. Yeah, then and I then, could do my movie where it's just a guy in a room and he's just sitting there for um, three hours. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, oh masterpiece. Wow, beautiful. <laughs> oh, this movie, oh, I think this really speaks about, like, America and, like, its gun laws. And someone's like, no, no, it's all about, like, the oppressed, like, minorities of this country. And then they ask me, and I'm just like, I don't know. I just want I <laughs> David Lynch. Like, so what is the meaning behind it? Oh okay. well, um, I think really, uh, I just wanted to film a guy sitting in a chair in a room, <laughs> and it's just like artist. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know because I was because I, I was thinking because every once in a while, like I'll hear like a song or a band or even yeah. like back in the day where like. I wish I could have came up with that. Like, I yeah. feel like I, like, oh, this song, like, oh, I love this song. Like, oh, I wish I could write something this good. But, like, with the movie, I think it's even more so because when I think about that, I don't think about, like, yeah, I'm going to be the next, like, all right, like the Fallout Boy stuff or, like, the Taylor Swift stuff. It's like, no, no, no. I was thinking about the shitty bands no one cares about anyways. Yeah. But with the movie, I felt like I could pick something that's still great and that's, Something that would, in this timeline, wouldn't exist. Blow everyone's mind and make, wow, this guy's a great filmmaker. <clears throat> and then I would go on to be like, hey, like, I gave you a Titanic, okay? I made the billions of dollars. Well, now, with now something like a, now, with something with like The Shining, does that mean that Stephen King, The Shining never exists? Or does that mean it just is never adapted? Maybe so he like just did his 90s. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. And and this storyline, Kubrick's like, fuck this. And then <clears throat> it's never picked up. So then he does his version, and everyone's like, The Shining? You mean that shitty TV movie? <laughs> yeah, no. We're not going to touch that. And then I could come back and be like, no, it's it's a it's a great book, but I want to take, I want to do... I want to do a completely different take on it. Hmm. And now that he's older, he's like, oh, yeah, okay. Take liberties with my work. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's, which is kind of funny. <clears throat> and then it would be, not only get to praise from his diehard fans, but everyone else. Everyone's like, oh, this is amazing. I don't know. Just uh, food for thought. It's something interesting that, you know. I think I think yeah. everyone thinks about it like, oh, I wish I could, because I'll I'll bring it up after the the the, um, the podcast. But every once in a while, you'll see something and you're like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> like that's what I I wish I could have done something like that. Yeah, like, that's what I've always wanted to do. Uh, but I mean, whatever, just 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 some playful thinking. Yeah. So for use use guys out there for for use guys out there. You tell us too. Let us know what you guys would do. Would you make a uh, something more uh, blockbustery or something more artistique? This is the fucking news. So let's talk about how terrible people on the internet are because this edited um, fan film version of Endgame. It's like a defeminized version. So they cut out every any scene in the movie that has to do with women. So you know how at the very beginning, spoilers I guess for Endgame, do we even have to say that? Um, at the very beginning when, um, you know, Nebula's helping Iron Man and like Captain Marvel has to come and save them. Basically all that stuff's cut out. Except for the parts with Iron Man. Because of course you have to have men in there because like 
oh, why, why wouldn't you have, like, strapping men in there, right? They're not gay, right? They're the straightest men on earth. Um, but, like, yeah, so it leads to all these weird, like, cuts in the film where it's like, oh, now Iron Man's on Earth for no reason, and then, so, where's Scarlet Witch this whole time? And then, like, when they get the Soul Stone, it's like, so, how did Hawkeye get it? It's like, it just, none of it makes any sense. I don't understand where this trend of, like, maninists are, like, where, like, why? Well, maybe, maybe it's, it's like this, um, this, like, gay men against women like culture no, right and like because they're like we're so gay yeah that we hate everything vagina related right uh, so then they're like that would make we gotta me- get rid of everything that would actually make has. more sense i guess <laughs> i would get how maybe you could say well they ruined this or they ruined that because like this happened like with adam warlock uh, what's your name basically taking his spot yeah. right um Captain sure Marvel. maybe maybe you could be upset about that does that mean that the movie was any less good because of it no no yeah and, um, he, and, and, the, was... and the and i think we talked about this before the only part of that movie was like okay yeah there's only right. one like eye roll part to that yeah. movie and but, even but even then it's like but the only but the reason is it's not because of what you think it's because it's like Captain America is way too strong to be like, yeah, I need backup. You mean Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel. Well, Captain America, too, because yeah. you know, total toe it. Yeah, that's America's ass. ass. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, her being that strong. Yeah. You should have had someone else in that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, all, that's, the, that's my only grip with that part. But, I mean, like, even you just said, if you literally in your head just switch her with Adam Warlock... Would they have had a problem? No. It's like some... No, because like, that's like the comic books. And like, because it's the guy who did it. And it's just like, but why does that make a difference? Who cares? What if it was... What if it was Vision who actually came back to life and he actually has no sex and he did that? Oh, I guess it'd be okay because he's, he's coded as a, a male, right? But it's just like this dumb trend of like it's the same thing we saw with um, Last Jedi, where yeah. it's like they they want they they even did that the same thing where they cut out like all the scenes with anyone, and it's like what's funny like I was reading an article that pointed this out is that like women are becoming more integral into like film, and so like you can't just cut around them anymore. It's like the same thing with like people of color or um, like people who like like gay or lesbian and anyone like that it's like you, you can't just cut them out of film anymore because you like the the film doesn't work anymore yeah. which is for the better because that should never be how you should never be able to make a cut of a film where it's like yeah but there's no black people in this one so it's okay yeah. instead of having like oh we'll just get ben ben keys ben kingsley to play gandhi it's like no you don't do that yeah. <laughs> what's fucking wrong with you as opposed to back then, it's like, oh, yeah, a wonderful, oh, it's amazing, of course. Obviously, this makes sense. Yeah. And I think, uh, we've talked about this before, but, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's, like, really fragile masculinity being upset that they don't have full control anymore. Especially yeah. now that there's even more, like you said, there's more, like, not only... Not it's only just actors and actresses and all that shit, but, like, actual film companies are starting to say, like, oh, we want to be more inclusive and 
we're doing that by doing everything like oh this this shoot you know we want to make sure we hire these this many people oh we're doing this type of film we want to make sure that we bring like you know this ethnic background of this film into it by hex by i don't know having like actual people of that culture write it and you know help produce it and be you know on yeah. on a set to help you know and <clears throat> now i think a lot of people are saying like well okay so where's all the work for the white man at everywhere else it's like it it's those it's like those people like uh who are like yeah but see like racism's done so it's fine so it's like so why do we need to cast them it's like you just pointed out why we need to cast them is because people like you think like well so it's done so we don't need to cast them anymore so it's like what it's like yeah well they shouldn't just be uh, that's like um having um affirmative action like you know how terrible that is on like like ugh, on jobs and stuff and it's like no because what <coughs> and they don't even look at it the other way either where they're saying like well oh you just gave it to this person of color because you want the person of color so who knows if this guy could have done a better job and it's like what about vice versa what yeah. about not giving it to this what this white guy or huh. whatever. Yeah, let's think of the hundred years of film that we've already had where it's gone to the white guy. Yeah. Huh. Oh, but, maybe. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. that that like hypocrisy is so funny because they don't think the other way. They no. don't think of like, oh, you're right. This role being filmed with this actor in it. Wow, that would have never came out if it wasn't for this person and. Yeah, you could say, like, well, that could be a lot of people, but that's just the point. It's like Harry Potter, when they cast that girl in the play, yeah. everyone's like, what? Which is funny, too, because it's like J.K. Rowling was like, I never specified in the book that she was white. Yeah. Like, I specifically told you in the books, like, her hair is, like, curly and kinky. Yeah. For a reason. It's yeah. like, I didn't specify. Yeah. And now, look, it was like most media show her as black now instead. Yeah. And it's like... Why? Why is that so bad? I don't know. It's it's really like people being fragile. Yeah, it's the whole thing, and that's like it's so dumb because they're the ones who are like they're the ones who are on the forefront saying like, "Oh, you guys, blah blah blah. Oh, you're so sensitive. That's why yeah. you have to have this." It's like you're the one crying about it. Yeah, you're, you're literally you, up in arms crying about you it. You literally cut two movies down to like did, did you see it so like Endgame is like I think like 40 something minutes it's like really yeah it was something like that it's like it doesn't even it's not even a full length feature and it's like because that's how crucial women are to the film they literally film themselves throwing tantrums yeah. online yeah and then point the finger at someone like it's so dumb yeah. it is so completely dumb it's ridiculous and I think it's it's easy for them because like well it's just those people that are filmed that way. It's like no bitch, everyone's looking at you like that. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. That this is like I'm not gonna say it's the peak, but this is like the highest level we've got so far, where someone's really really taking this movie, this amazing movie, and like let let me see how much I could ruin it, and then twist my thought process around where I can b bring it in my mind and say this is a great movie, fucking stupid, so, so stupid. So Max Landis. John Landis' son has been accused of uh, sexual and emotional abuse by eight women. 
Um, he's the screenwriter of Chronicle, American Ultra, and Bright. Um, first off, I listened to a podcast a long time ago. I forgot what podcast it was, but they interviewed him basically because I guess at some point in his life, because his dad disowned him and like was like not abusive, but basically kind of sent him away because he hated him because he knew even like as his dad was like <laughs> at a young age, he's like this kid fucking sucks. Yeah, like. <laughs> He he sent him away, and I guess he, like, encountered a lot of, like, like ghosts and, like, supernatural things. And so he was on this one podcast that I listened to. And just listening to his voice, just hearing him, and just how, like, pompous and, honestly, the way I pictured him in my mind versus how he actually looks, I was like, you don't look exactly, you don't look <laughs> like anything I look like, but you look exactly like how I thought you looked. But, like, ever since then, I've always, like, not liked him. Like, he's been on, like, other things, too, where, I, where I've watched him. Like, I, I hate his opinion. His opinion's always, like, trash. Because he was one of the guys who was, like, speaking out about against um, Force Awakens. Because that's, remember, when all the Mary Sue and, oh, uh, like, she's just, like, how does she, how is she that strong? Like, his, he's, like, always complaining about it. It's like, dude, like, it's a movie about, like, space wizards. Calm down. You're really going to sit there and complain Whatever. Anyways, just hearing his whining voice, hearing his terrible opinions of things, and it's now this happens. I was like, yeah, I could see that. I mean, not it's not not that it's like good, not like that he did that to that, but it's like kind of like a a good like that he got caught. You know what Finally, I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's, what what's even worse is like this guy was given like so so much. He comes from like John Landis, who gave us American Werewolf in London, and it's like. You could have done so, like, good. Yeah, no, it's 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 one of those things where we brought this up before, and I guess we'll always bring it up, that <laughs> there's a reason why the Me Too movement happened mm. and why it's not going away and why it continues. And I, <clears throat> I think the only shitty part about this situation is people bringing in, like, the, count, the cancel culture. What's the cancel culture? It's when it's when stuff like this happens, right? And everyone's like, "Oh, like you just said, oh, he's a piece of shit. I hate him. Good, whatever." And they're like, "Wait, wait, wait, what happened to um, innocent until proven guilty?" And it's like, okay, that was the whole thing with uh, Aziz Azari. Yeah, was everything that I've read. I was like, so what happened? And everyone was telling me, "Oh, yeah, oh, yeah." course like oh it's such a douchebag piece of shit canceled and it's like but what it just sounds like they had a miscommunication yeah i don't like i think and i think uh someone came out against him about max landis saying like he told her like i'm gonna fucking kill you like don't you ever touch me again or some crazy shit right like it was something like she thought they were playing and he just took it like real and nothing ever happened like that with aziz azari so i I would read, and I'm thinking, like, am I missing something? And I'd read it over again, and I'd read it over again, and I'm like, I don't get what he did. And so I was like, okay, well, I mean, he messed up by not being a better communicator, I guess. And yeah. And then, you know, the like, to me, it seems like it was two people just not on the same uh, level. And they just, there was something missed, whatever. And in that case, it's like, yeah, you can you can argue like, well, why why is it he quote unquote canceled if nothing really is coming out except for like they just didn't have it. Literally sounded like they just had a really weird time together, and 
nothing was fixed or whatever, right? Yeah. But with this, it's like there's multiple people coming out saying this stuff. Then more and more people are coming out saying like, yeah, that actually makes sense because he's done this yeah. to me or he said this to me or yeah. Mo- I've heard him, you know, before most, doing this. Most of the women have alleged a variety of abuse behavior against him, including being a serial rapist, gaslighter, physical and psychological abuser who tormented them. Beyond the detailed allegations uh, they make about uh, Landis, uh, about one of them, um, that's like he was choking her and purposely making her cry during sex. That's weird. And and she accused him of a pattern of isolation and manipulation against his uh, alleged victims. Yeah, see, when you hear certain things, you you can have that question of like, Maybe everything's not what we see, right? Yeah. Um, like with with the sex thing, people like having rough yeah. sex, but there's there should be a communication about it. I could see someone saying like, "Yeah, I, I like rough sex," and then the other person getting into real rough sex, and then and the other partner saying like, "Okay, maybe that's a little bit too much, but like oh, we're together, so I guess it's fine." Sure, you can make that argument, but it's not just mm. oh he choked me one time during sex. It's he threatened me. Yeah, he raped me. Yeah, he raped my friend. He 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 threatened my friend. Uh, you know he he's he's done all of this shit. And then someone even said that they actually tried to bring him to court, and his lawyers like this was a couple years ago. His lawyers got to the girl's friend and they convinced her to throw it out. Even though she heard about everything and all this That's stuff, ridiculous. right? Yeah, so this is one of those things where it's like, just like, uh, just like Louis C.K. Yeah, it's like, it's not just, it's, it's not just like someone saying like, oh, yeah, apparently Dom's a serial killer. It's like, where'd you get that information? Yeah, it's more of like, this is all this shit that's been piling up, and now it hit the fan, and so now he wants to be like, oh. People just want to put, you know, put my name in everything. And, oh, this isn't, you know, everyone's just reading tabloids and blah, blah, blah. And it's saying, no. 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 Mm-mm. No. This is where you could say you're canceled. Yeah. Good. I think this is where we come to always with this stuff is good. I'm glad it just keeps going on. Yeah. And, yeah, one day it's going to come out that someone that we love and we enjoy is going to be like, he's, he's a horrible person. She did this. Yeah, like, that's what I'm going to be like. <sighs> yeah, and it's going to suck, but it's one Man. of those things where it's like, okay, ruin something that was precious in my life, sure, but at least now it's not just, oh, they're getting away with it. Yeah. Oh, they're fine with it now. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, this is something that's been slept under the rug. Let's sweep it under again. I think. Our sun is dying. Mankind faces extinction. Sixteen months ago, I, Robert Kappa, and a crew of seven left Earth frozen in a solar winter. Our mission, reignite the sun before it's too late. Welcome to Icarus 2.
So if you wake up one morning and it's a particularly beautiful day, you'll know we made it. Two thousand seven's Sunshine borrows from both the director Danny Boyle's style of grandiose cinematography and writer Alex Garland's endlessly and fulfilling imagination, as well as a cast that includes the likes of Chris Evans, Killian Murphy, Rose Byrne, Michelle Yeoh, Mark Strong, and countless others. The sci-fi thriller takes us along with the crew as they make their way to the sun, all in hopes that to succeed where others have failed when trying to kickstart our dying sun. The spaceship Icarus II, made up of a small but functional crew, are mere days away from reaching the sun. The Earth has been in a near livable freeze ever since the sun started to burn out. So the mission is easy, to set off a bomb inside the middle of our sun, all in hopes to restart the dying star. But this isn't the first time Earth has tried. Seven years prior to this mission, the first Icarus lost contact without anyone knowing what happened. But when the ship makes it past Mercury, they spot the unbelievable an almost fully intact Icarus One, and then the conversation happens. They can either make their way to the sun or try to salvage the first payload from the Icarus One in hopes that the two bombs are better than one. With some thinking it's a waste of time, they change course and head towards the ghostly ship, but without fault. As the pilot forgets to recalibrate the shields, four solar panels are damaged. A rushed team of two go out to try and repair and fix the problem before the whole ship burns away. While outside, they get the panels back to working order, but not without loss. Not only did they break the communications tower, but the oxygen reserves catch fire, and the ship's captain sacrifices himself to finish the mission. Now with the crew broken, they still go forward to the Icarus One. Once stocked and inside, they start to piece together what happened. They come to the conclusion that not only did the crew commit a form of suicide, but they show that the ship was sabotaged on purpose. Before anything can be done, the two ships decouple, leaving part of the crew stranded. With some fast thinking, they make a plan to shoot out and straight to the Icarus II, but having to leave one behind to manually open the door. It's almost pulled off as only two make it inside without the extra payload and down two more crew. Now that they have enough oxygen to make it to the sun, just not enough to come back. And as they make their final prep, the onboard computer tells them that an unknown person is inside the ship. The physicist ends up finding someone in the observatory as he tries to get a closer look. He sees it's the captain of the Icarus One, but now burned and mangled. And as he's trying to get away, the captain stabs him, making chase. It's not long until the captain wreaks havoc on the ship, trying to do what he did to the first Icarus. But this time the crew, now only down to three, counter his destruction and make it all the way to the sun with the payload locked and loaded. Almost in the captain's grasp, the physicist gets away and sets off the bomb. We cut to a snowy and dim earth as the sister of the physicist looks on with her kids to see a sun getting brighter as the sun's rays start to shine over the surface. Sunshine. Tell me what you think about it. Um, sunshine. Well, um, let's say... Um, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good movie. It's it has a great like story. It's like really interesting. But like I could say that about like anything by from Alex Garland cuz like everything he writes is just very like man, that's really interesting. And like he, and he's a really good director too in his own right. right. But like yeah, it does make you think too like 
what the hell would we do if the sun like started just like getting dimmer and dimmer? I guess Arizona would be a fine, like okay place to live because it's so hot. But I mean, getting back to the movie, um, it's it was you know it's fine. I'd heard about this movie a long time ago. I'd act. I think I'd seen parts of it in school, but I don't know if I'm confusing this with a different movie. I think the reason why I love this movie so much is obviously a sci-fi, but B, watching it now, it doesn't look that far off of movies being made today, which is crazy because that's over 10 years ago, and some of the um, effects in that, it doesn't look like like it was made 10 years ago. Like, I'm not saying that it's the most realistic, but imagine watching something like a Netflix movie. Sometimes their shit's not even as good as that was done, Mm -hmm. and... I think that that adds to like that almost like um, timeless feel. I, I tell you, like every time I watch a movie and, and I don't have to feel like, oh, this is completely dated, helps me uh, remember that movie fondly. And the one thing that I really liked, where I feel like a lot of people were always torn, was at the end because they were like, oh, it just turns into like this monster movie and this guy's trying to kill them. But it's like, yeah, but also it was building it up. One thing that I actually really liked about the that that aspect of like the the monster esque movie, it's like they did something really creative where they never straight up show you Mark Strong when he's like burnt yeah. up, like, like it's always uh, like distorted yeah. in some way. And I really like that. I like that idea that like you can't focus on him too much because I, I guess I guess what he was trying to go for was like it's too bright like the sun where you can't focus on it too much for too long. So, like, that's, I guess that's where he was going with it. But I like that. I thought that was actually, like, oh, that's actually a creative way to do, like, a villain. Yeah. Because in your head it makes you think, like, dang, he looks more grotesque than you think he does. Yeah. I don't know. Um, first of all, the cast, great. Yeah. This was one of those movies that I didn't watch it right when it came out. It was a random movie that came out, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, I know these people. I like sci-fi. And I watched it, and I was like pretty fucking good and it wasn't until later then where it was like i believe that this came out the same year as uh slumdog or uh a year after it would have been the year after because slumdog won for in 2007 for 2006 because um no country for old men won in 2008 for 2007 yeah so this came out in 2007 Mm -hmm. so a year or a couple months whatever um, and I think that's what kind of washed away. It was like, oh, it's just a small, like, small sci-fi film. It's nothing. Whatever. We'll get rid of it. This guy just uh, won the best directing Oscar. Yeah, no, no, But we'll just, uh, yeah. But it's not about, it's not about minorities. So we can, you know, oh, we can probe at it. That's, you know what? You're right. Yeah. You're right. It's weird. It's about like, I don't know, science and like, fiction and like religion and what is real and what is fake. And yeah. that's, that's stupid. No, um, I've always been a fan of this film, and now, you know, years later, saying, like, yeah, the guy who wrote that, he also did Ex Machina, he did Annihilation, it's like, right. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you look at those two movies, and you, you take this, and you, like, you put them together, and you're like, yeah, like you said, where it's like, if you told me they all were existing in the same universe, I'd be like, yeah, 
That makes sense. Like yeah. that. That just seems like it all clicks because Ex Machina does feel like it, it fits right into like Annihilation, and Annihilation fits like right into this movie, and it does kind of have like a similar where it's like, yeah, like what does it mean? Yeah, like questioning of like like religion and all that, but also like where, yeah, when he says like God told him like that like they that what that the Earth had to freeze or something. Yeah, I was like, it's time. It's it's the Earth's time now. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, see, the one thing that I really liked about it <clears throat> is that you can go straight into this thinking that it's super strange sci-fi movie mm-hmm. and that there's a tie between, like, the sun and making people go crazy and mm-hmm. it's like this weird, you know, like... Oh, he's not human anymore. Because the same thing was happening with the other captain. And I think he's a pilot. Mm. Um, they were, you know, yeah. they were going kind of crazy too mm. for the same reason. But also, you can say, like, I don't know, maybe just this mission is driving people mad. <laughs> like, That's the true. idea of having to travel to the sun, a place that we're not supposed to go to, Mm-mm. trying to kickstart the star when we're not supposed to do that. Yeah, and, we're, it's supposed to die. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, I saw someone like try to break it down with like religion and science, and that ma- that makes sense too. But I think that's what's kind of cool is that you can look at it different. Like you can look at it as just like, oh, this guy went crazy and he killed all his um his crew, and then he you know he survived this whole time by himself, which made him even go more crazy because it was still very livable to be there. But you know, fucking went mad. Or you can look at it as like, no, there's something more to this. There's something sci-fi about this, where there's like an entity in the sun, where the sun it the sun is maybe all suns are gods, right? Maybe the actual idea of a sun, there's like some sort of weird uh, energy that goes through it, and that's why. Because I mean, we talk, you talk about even our own uh, past where people literally pray to sons you know mm. because they're like oh this thing is so powerful so there's a lot of connection in between that but what i love is that you can watch this either way and it's still fine like to me it's it's fine to me i like the high strangeness of it yeah but you can watch it as just this crew and, trying to do this mission and then this crazy asshole gets on board and where i thought the film was gonna go to was gonna be like uh oh like, they find the Icarus One, right? And it was, like, abandoned. And it was kind of this kind of, like, what happened? Where they don't get an answer to it. Yeah, where they just disappear. And then, like, all this strange stuff starts happening. And then maybe they don't get to deliver the payload. Or they do. And see, like, I felt like Alex Garland is really good at giving you, like, a, a story where it's, like, you don't need a... Ha- like, it does kind of have a happy ending. But at the same time, like, none of the characters lived. Yeah. But, like, he's really good at doing that where it's, like... You go away with, like, a, oh, like, especially in, like, X, uh, not X, Annihilation, you go away with thinking, like, oh, you know, everything worked out, but then you find out, like, they're both, like, clone the thingy. clone things, yeah. and it's, like, but they're happy because they're who they are now, so it's, like, this weird kind of, like, and I think X Machina does the same thing, where it makes you feel, like, oh, it's see, like a Yeah, it's, like, a rebirth. The whole yeah. thing is always rebirth. And, see, like, I think he he's really good at doing that, where... And I, I, that's why I would love to see him to do more. And it's just, it sucks that he only, like, he really only has the, these, and then he does, he did, like, the tw- 28, 28 Days Later. And I didn't like 28 Days Later. I, like, I, underst- I understand. 
Oh, he, yeah, he wrote, he wrote Dread, right? I understand. It's also sci-fi. <laughs> I understand how some people can easily be turned off by this movie. But when you look at the movie as a whole and you take those two together, I, I, I think 28 Days Later was more of like, hey, let's 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 get our feet wet. And this was more of like, let's do what you do best and I'll do what I do best. Yeah. And then we bring it together because you got like that, those amazing uh, scenes and like the huge yeah. like where because the one thing that I liked about this is that it. It was obviously like a huge undertaking. Like you're 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 this big ship, and it has this giant reflector, and you're going towards the sun. But it never felt grand. It always felt no. like just here. You're and, everyone's here. And I think that's what I think. Danny Boyle does really good with this. Is he? I think he he took um, after like Alien. And you could kind of feel that with the crew. It feels very much like if this—if you told me this exa- existed in the same universe as Alien, I'd be like, "Yeah, so this is just set like way before." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you're, yeah right. you're right. Like the the ref, the whole like reflector thing. Like, yeah, this this movie is done like it's pretty pretty good for right. like a sci-fi film for like like Danny Boyle just coming off of yeah winning an Oscar and then like Alex Garland he's always great you know. And then yeah, like you said, like even the cast, like they're they're pretty good. Like no one like person seems to like overtake another person. Like they all just feel like they're all yeah. like crewmates. You know what I mean? Like like no one one person's like you know when you obviously like if you threw a Leonardo DiCaprio on there, you'd be like, Oh yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, um I mean, what's his name? Kill- Killian Murphy. Yeah, at uh, the at the time he was like, oh, I'm a big star. Yeah. But um, you can see that yeah, he's obviously the the like kind of main character. But the cool thing is, is that they all kind of yeah, you're right. They all kind of give in a sense of like you could feel like because you know going into this, it's like kind of a thriller. Cool. So there's parts where it's like, oh, Chris Evans is a bad guy because he's like a dick. Like yeah. he's, you know. But then you're like, oh no, it's 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 uh, Colleen Murphy also is like the bad guy because he's like he could never pick a side he's this or that and then as you go on like the 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 girl who's like the plant chick yeah like she was all about like she was all like kind of happy and carefree because that went away she's like fuck everyone fuck yeah. this yeah fuck that guy kill him. Yeah. <laughs> i mean um the second captain, like he was a like he was a bitch. Like yeah. you know, he just wanted to save himself, like, oh, it's all about me. Yeah, like everyone like and even uh what's her name? Uh uh Rose Rose uh, Byrne. Yeah, Rose Byrne. Like her character I think hers was supposed to be the more like, oh I'm, I'm like an actual human being, but even her thing was like it was frustrating because you're like, Nope <laughs> by killing him you're doing something great and she wouldn't do it. She's like, no, I don't want to. Uh, I'm British. Oh, look at me. I'm so <laughs> British. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of like, there's a lot of like pushing and and tugging between the characters where you're trying to figure out like something's gonna happen. 
Yeah, when they first said someone sabotaged everything, when, like, they got back to the ship, I thought what it was going to turn out to be was that Chris Evans was lying and he yeah. sa- and he started sabotaging <laughs> their ship. Yeah. I was like, what the, f-? like, I, I honestly, like, that would have been a, cra- a cool, like, crazy twist. Yeah, because they, cause I was trying to think, like, like, how, how did they tie this in, blah, 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 and, like, how does he become the best? Because he kind of seems like, because he's the one that's all logical. Yes. So yeah. you would think that he's the one that's going to be like, nope, we have to, like, I had to do this. Yeah. And I had to come back and I do this, whatever, right? Um, But, yeah, but see, but that was really cool. It was like, no, this is just showing, like, humans. Mm-hmm. Like, just people. We're, everyone, everyone's all different, but we're still, like, the same. Like, we still feel this way. We still act this way, even though... Even though Sky's a dick because he's all about like being logical and like he can't he can't apologize. He's like, is this your apology? He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like without saying sorry. Like you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, that's I think the, like the characters they didn't take up too much of the story because it spread really well, but it still makes sense. Uh, like who they were, yeah, um, why they died. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like like nothing felt like super out of the ordinary at all. And then, yeah, like, Mark Strong's character, you get this sense that it's, like, it's something weird and, like, supernatural. But also, you can kind of tell, like, you could kind of say that, well, maybe he just went mad. Like, yeah, he's, yeah he has, like, a burnt body or whatever, but it's easily because he could have went into the thing and just, you know, like, burnt himself to a certain point, but stayed alive. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, I really like, I really love it. Um, yeah. But like I said, I mean, I I love sci-fi. And then as you make the connection between Garland and everything he does, it's like, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like um, this is this is one of those movies that it's amazing that it came out and it just kind of flew under the radar for the most part. It's a movie that when people talk about, it's like, oh, what are my, you know, top 20, like, uh, sci-fi movies or whatever. And it's that one where you're like, Oh, that's weird. I never heard like I, I know those people, and you know, oh, I know the director. Yeah. Uh, how have I never seen this? Uh, and I feel like maybe that's kind of gonna, hopefully not. Maybe that's gonna be his entire career, where one point you're gonna get, or one day you're gonna get to a point where you're like, oh yeah, like he's one of my favorite sci-fi directors, and everyone's like, well, what did he make? I don't know what he made, and it's like all these amazing movies. Yeah. His name's, you know, attached to. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I've never seen any of that. That might be his curse. <laughs> because it's like, well, I can make really good movies, but I can't be superstar status. I think if you're a fan of sci-fi, this is a must-watch. It doesn't mm. have to be your favorite. To no. me, to me, this is exactly... This is, like, tied with Annihilation, because I feel like Ex Machina is just like a completely different film. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, it, it literally takes the the best of everything he's done. Where it's like, oh, I've, I've, I've wrote all this stuff. Now I get to direct. And he just, he shot one out like amazingly. But either way, if you're a fan of sci-fi, this is a must watch. Um, if you want to go back, you know, before Chris Evans was Captain America's ass. Awesome. Uh, if you want to go back and be like, oh, look at Mark Strong's another dickhead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. I was good because I was like, 
no, he's a good guy in something. And then I was thinking, like, Kingsman? Um, oh, yeah. He but, is actually. But I was going to I was gonna bring up that. What's that movie? Is it Stardust? Yeah. And I was like, no, wait. He's a dickhead in that, too. Because he's a, I think he's a prince. Yeah. But he's I haven't a, seen that movie in a but while. But he's like a dickhead prince. Yeah, like, it, yeah, you're right. I think that, that's the only movie he's not a dick, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you also if you want to see like uh, Rose Byrne and like Benedict Wong, like I was like, it's a good, it's a really good cast. What's her name? Yeah. Michelle from Michelle Young uh, from uh, Crouching Tiger mm-hmm. and uh, members of Ruggie. yeah. And then um, I can never say his name. And Police Story. I can never say his name. He's the Japanese um, actor. He's a, he's. He's a really good actor. He's in like a bunch of things. You would know him when you see him. Like he was in one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Period. Lost. Um and he was in he was in one of the greatest films of all time, Endgame. Even though he has like a small like brief like role, it's like he's still like in this mega franchise of a movie. Great film. Backed hard. Go watch it. If you don't watch these movies or review them, I want to say shame on you, but also, like, there's some balls. Some balls yeah. to sit here and talk Let's, about a movie where yeah. you have no idea what's going on. And then you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know some of these words. <laughs> Go watch it. All right, so a maybe like a, a week ago or two, um, I saw an article that IndieWire put out, and they listed their top 50 films of the, the decade. They ranked them uh, from 2010 to 2019, just saying these are the best TV shows to come out during this decade. It's like during the, I think some people term it the, the Gilded Age of TV or something, because we're living like in like the like the... Oh, we're, it's the Roaring Twenties. There's not going to be a bus coming around the corner type of thing. But I think it would be interesting to just kind of go through the top ten, kind of read them off, just explain what the show is, and then we just kind of maybe give our input on to whether or not these are the top ten like TV shows of the last decade. So starting at number ten, Atlanta, the show that's on um, FX that stars Donald Glover, um, and how he's um, a manager for his cousin who is a uh, rapper. And then, so moving on to number nine, Parks and Recreation, which is a really good one. Um, that's just the story of a bunch of people who work at uh, Parks and Rec's department in um, Indiana. Number eight is The Americans, which is on FX as well. And that's the story of um, two Russian spies during the Cold War having to live here in America. Number seven is 30 Rock. It's the story of um, Liz Lemon, who is uh, the writer for a TV show on NBC, which is kind of meta. <laughs> Number six is Veep, which is the satirical look at people in politics that uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus uh, stars in. Uh, number five is Hannibal, which is basically what it sounds like. It's a TV show version of Hannibal uh, from the books. Number four is... Bojack Horseman, um, which is the story of Bojack Horseman, who's an anthropomorphic horse who had an old TV show and now he's dealing with living 
years after his fame. Number three is Breaking Bad, which is the story of a high school teacher who gets cancer and um, him having to deal drugs to, in order to get money for treatment. Number two is Fleabag, which um, I've actually not heard of the show until more recently. I don't even know what the show's about. A dry-witted woman known only as Fleabag <clears throat> has no filter as she navigates life and love in London while trying to cope with tragedy. Apparently it's the second greatest of this decade. You want to know what number one is? The Leftovers from HBO, which is the story of a whole group of um, the population goes... The one Junior has been telling me about. Yeah, goes missing, and now people have to deal with the aftermath of that. Okay. It's a weird-ass list. It it really is. Um, when When I first looked at this list, and I was like, yeah, like The Leftovers, I was like, Okay, that actually is a really good um, show, and it is very underrated. Is it number one worthy? Probably not. Maybe not, but maybe. I mean, I. Who knows, right? But I think I think uh, I think when you make a list like this, you have to look at it as a whole. Yeah. Because you look at that and say like, "Well, leftovers." Because Junior told me how good it is, and it makes sense because those people are the same people that did Westworld, which is like cool, awesome, but. If it when wasn't you look for at, lost, but when you look at no wait, when you look at something like that, that's um, you're like, okay, so this number one TV show in the last ten years, and it's on HBO. What's the one you think of? Uh, so, uh, anyway, yeah, and when yeah, because even though we on here we don't really like Game of Thrones, like even I would have been like of the decade probably like. A Game of Thrones would be in there somewhere on the top ten because yeah. it's like it's got to be. Yeah. Honestly, like I would have threw like a Barry in top ten or something. If you're trying to, if you're trying to go for more like comedy, you know what I mean? Like, because that is. But that's your top ten. That's not the decades top ten. That's what I mean. It's like this is this list feels like some girl was like, <laughs> of course I know the the fifty greatest TV shows in the last ten years. I like this TV show. I li- oh I don't like this one. This is dumb. But I like this one and it's like, okay, but this isn't your blog. <laughs> You're writing yeah. for like a, a publication. It's ridiculous. But uh I guess go ahead and Tell us what wasn't good enough to make top 10 or what wasn't on the list at all. Um, Okay, so at number 13, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. See, I would make the argument that that would be higher Mm -hmm. because that's a a show that started off very small and then picked up because everyone's like, these guys are really amazing. And Danny DeVito even signed on because he's like, yeah, these guys are doing something amazing here. And now it's like a culture icon where yeah. people not only know these people from the show, but like everything about the show is like, oh yeah, always oh, sunny. This one upsets me more, I think, than you. Number thirty-two, Twin Peaks, ridiculous. I, I would have see on like my own personal one. I would have put, but a lot of people, like a lot of critics, do say like, you know what, this was actually one of the best like yeah. produced. Um, it's also it's also seasons. See, that's weird too because it's like. Do you put that on the list? Because technically, this is it's, season three. And and technically, 
David Lynch just envisioned like an 18 hour movie and he made an 18 hour movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good 18 hour movie, but like, do you really count it as, yeah, it, it gets into that weird, like, give me one that's an obvious choice of like, this is a huge show that should have been higher up that isn't. Um, okay. Handmaid's Tales, number 34. I, yeah, I would see that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that in top 10. But I would see that being higher on the list. Mm-hmm. Here's one that's going to upset you. 48, Superstore. But, see, <clears throat> if I'm being fair, if you left that there, I'd be fine. But the only difference is the top 10 would have had to been your great, great, great TV shows. Because to me, I know that that show's hilarious. And that it plays, it does really well with doing over-the-top comedy and then bringing you down to like, oh, this is fucked up. And that's another thing. It's like, if you're going to continue with the list like that, would you throw on stuff like um, like a special victims unit? Because technically, it didn't, sure, it didn't start. But it's been since 2010 and still going. Are you saying that's not one of the greatest so, TV shows of all time? So Game of Thrones isn't on this. See, that's but ridiculous. I think the reason why they didn't put it on here is because I think it technically started in 2009. I think they're going with like when it started, when it, when in fact it should be like when it like had an impact. Yeah. And it's like, well, you can't say it. It was a like t- an early two thousands like. Yeah, but see, you can't say that, and then you're like, Twin Peaks, and it's like that. The whole fucking thing is that it took twenty something years yeah. to get another season. Yeah. But are you? Oh well, no. That that stuff doesn't count. Mm-hmm. It's only this season. It premiered this year. Yeah. So did every other season so, of yeah, <laughs> uh, whatever other show. And then like Westworld's not on here, which okay, I I guess I could concede a little bit to that. Like maybe like why like someone like her would be like, oh, I don't get it, so I'm not gonna put it on there. Here's why I think why this show or this this list is complete shit is because it's straight up like was it Fleabag? Yeah. One of the greatest shows of all time. What the fuck is Fleabag? Like, there's a difference between me saying, like, I've never seen Grey's Anatomy. And you putting, like, if if this list was, like, number five, Grey's Anatomy. I do, actually don't know when it's, I think, pretty sure Grey's Anatomy started years ago. Oh, yeah. No. But let's just say, right? Or or um, or even, yeah, like uh, American Horror Story or something, right? Yeah. That would make sense because it's like, oh, yeah, I get it. Maybe I'm not the biggest fan of it or... I don't know everything about her. Maybe I straight up don't like it, but I can I can agree that yeah, that has like a huge cultural impact. Everyone knows about it. It gets big numbers. Everyone keeps talking about it. Blah 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 blah. Right? Like oh, Veep is really good. Whatever. Blah blah blah. I I never watched it. I've seen parts of it. it seems funny, but yeah, it's pretty funny. Would you say that that's one of the greatest TV shows in the last ten years? Mm. Well, see, like, I would have to, see, like, for that, I think I'd be like, well, of the uh, comedy shows of the last 10 years, I think it would be on there, but, like, but uh, would it be ten, for ten, for um, all-time shows yeah. of the last decade, I'm probably not. Because, yeah, because she's, I feel like she's taking these, these favorites of hers and saying, this is great, but as opposed not, to, a guy? it could be a guy, but... They're taking they're taking these favorites of theirs and say this is great, and ignoring all the actual like mm-hmm. huge significant shows and it's like 
like okay. So yeah, if you include something like uh, Twin Peaks, then could you include something like a uh, a Queer Eye for the Straight Guy that came back and yeah. people love and, that show? Yeah, people talk about it. They it's, constantly. Yeah, do. it's a huge thing. They literally made stars out of those people. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and. If that was true, then why couldn't you put uh, Game of Thrones on there? Which, sure, maybe it started in 2009. But if you say the last decade or whatever, right? That, that if you said, if you go back and, or if you go to the future and you talk about, like, oh, what's the greatest, like, TV shows from, like, 2010 to 2020? Are you saying that uh, you're not going to put Game of Thrones on there? Well, actually, Game of Thrones started before 2010, so it can't be on the list. No. No. And plus, I'm 100% sure the shows that they're going to remember are like, yeah, like uh, Atlanta or, (laughs) I don't know. I guess it's more specific to you, right, too? That's what I'm saying. I I think this, this, this list is trash because it's not taking into consideration the actual great... Uh, TV, it's more of like, here's what it's. It would be different. If it's like, here's what I feel are, have been missed out in I the think, last couple of years. I think what they what sh- they should have done with this list is here are the here are fifty great shows that came out the last decade. Yeah, because I feel like that is a better list because it's like, okay, you're not ranking them like they're in no particular order. Like it's just showing like, hey, like this during this decade, like True Detective came out. Okay, so now that we understand that this is trash, uh-huh. what would be top 10 TV shows in the last 10 years? Man, that's a really good question. I would I would put Game of Thrones up there. Mm. I, I'm not going to place it, but it would have to be up there. Yeah, because you, you'd have to say it's something that, like, impacts people, right? Obviously enough for them to, like, talk about it for good or bad, right? So then I'd have to put on there, like, a, a Rick and Morty, maybe. Yeah, that's because, true. Because, I mean, look at what it did to, like, the, the cultural, like, phenomenon that it was yeah. or is. I would say Orange is the New Black because we can't say that it's House of Cards. No. <laughs> but I, w- I honestly feel like you could flip that. You could flip that mm-hmm. either way because yeah. it's... It, I feel like they kind of came out around the same time and that they always had the same push. That's true. Um, one thing that they didn't put on that list was, and I'm going to count it too because they, they counted Twin Peaks, but like a Black Mirror, look how it, it impacted um, everything. It, I think it changed the way that they um, they give for like um, awards too because San Junipero, right? Because it was like, what was it? It was too short or it was too long or something. So they're like, yeah. well, well, we have to change the rules. Oh, um, Walking Dead? Yeah, that's true. I mean. It, even if it's not doing well, pe- you know, it's still a big thing. People still talk about it. It was a huge thing for mm-hmm. a while. And even yeah, in the future, even from now on, it would probably go on like, yeah, it started really strong. And then it just continued. I I have I have never finished this, but I mean, obviously, some other people would probably be Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, probably yeah. You know what? I could see that. I could. I would honestly say that over most other shows because that was a that was a big one. Like, mm-hmm. that, I, like you could say like, oh well, what about what about like uh, what's that one serial killer one? The uh, oh Dexter. Dexter. But I feel like that was a very niche thing. Um, 
I don't know. <clears throat> I think uh, I think uh, the list would have been fine if she would have had like a, here's my my greatest uh, fifty TV shows of the last ten years, or here's so here here are my here are my you know greatest TV shows that don't get as much as recognition or whatever, right? Because a lot of them, like you said, with um, that's that's kind of what it seemed more like. Was yeah. it was like with like with Atlanta, I could get because it's it's still new, and you know um, who knows if we're gonna get another season. If we do, it might be a long time. Yeah, and it's something that was very like bam bam, blah blah. Like I could get that. I could get. Uh, I could get Veep because it's one of those shows, like a lot of these t- these uh, cable shows where it's like, oh, it's a good show. Yeah, but I don't have HBO. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it, it was never as big culturally as like a Game of Thrones where people went out of their way to go see it. And see, and this was also like, yeah, like you said, cable like shows. But like think about like something else too, like a, maybe like a, like a Last Week Tonight. Like that's more of a like talk show i guess and that's a really good show like who said like see like there's a lot of shows you're not like including that like i feel like should also be like hey like these were really good too yeah i think uh i think it's it's unanimous that this list is trash yeah you know if there's some good stuff on there uh it's not <laughs> but it it's is crazy it. to think that this decade is ending this year yeah. and that like next year will be like Oh, it's going to be the start of a new de- decade where it's like, oh, look at what come like we're going to be like, oh, remember the 2010s when like this, remember when Game of Thrones was a thing? <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be like um oh yeah, like the two- the 2010s. Remember like when people still watch stuff on like regular TV? Yeah. Like like oh, that's so dumb. Yeah. Uh I guess, you know, it's a, it's a nice list to see at least kind of what people would consider kind of good stuff. Um, even if I don't not only agree, but then it's yeah. like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. But I feel like there's better lists out there and we can even come up with one. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe new year, you know, we'll, yeah. what's the 10, 10 greatest, whatever. But either way with that, I want to say thank you so much for listening. Oh yeah. Appreciate thank it you as guys. always. Uh, please like share, do all that stuff. Um, our socials mm-hmm. at, Instagram, Twitter at intb underscore podcast, or emails directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, tell us what you thought. Like, is there a t- is there a favorite TV show of yours that you think gets totally overlooked? Yeah. Or do you think that you know Game of Thrones is the best uh, thing in the last ten years? Or- mm, no. Or maybe you could tell us your thoughts on Sunshine. Yeah, you know, it's uh especially now I feel like a lot of that a lot of that stuff is kind of more accepted. It's not it's not we've talked about this prior to, but it's not as mainstream as you would see maybe like a comedy, mm-hmm. but when you look at a movie that's 10 plus years old and then you realize that, oh, you know, look at a look at the Shape of Water one, you know, last year's for whatever, blah 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 and all that shit. It's like it sci-fi is not as fringy. Yeah, because when you look at it on paper it's like, oh, the guy who made Slumdog Millionaire, this was his next film yeah. and no one saw it. 
Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? So uh, I feel like we're getting better. But it's, like I said, it's an amazing film to look back and be like, this is like, what, 12 years ago or something like that? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and if you like this episode about um, Alex Garland's films, check out um, our old ones with because uh, we did Ex Machina and Annihilation. Yeah. Um, we're still working on the YouTube thing. We have a link yes. down below. So, like I said, if is there if there's stuff that you guys like about certain YouTube series or hate, please send it this way because we're constantly throwing ideas. Of- send us more about the hate that you 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 feel for some of these YouTubers because we don't want to be like them. Yeah. But until then, guys, high five. It's not that bad. Oh yeah, it's not that.